Hey, welcome to the After Now podcast with Tim and George. Give us a listen. What do you have to lose? Because let's be honest, you've wasted time on sketchier stuff than this. Hey, Tim. Hey, George. What'd the farmer get when he stepped on the rake? I have no idea. Two acres. Get get it? Uh, he, yeah, he, yeah. The the rake hit him in the comasigamas? I got it, yeah. Yeah, scrambled eggs. Scrambled eggs, yes. <laughs> no possibility of twins. I understand. That's... <laughs> All right. So, tonight's show is going to be on nfts NFTs. And, you're pro- and you're probably asking yourself what the fungible is an nft Got our two, nfts our two nfts bad, two bad jokes in a row our nfts contagious if i get an nft will it clear up with a shot of penicillin or will it cause a very long and awkward conversation with my spouse about how i got an nft off the toilet seat all these questions and more will be answered tonight. Excellent. Okay. So we have this on this show, we have to put a disclaimer out there. Okay. Um, we are not experts on NFTs. We are not giving advice whether to or whether not to invest in NFTs. You should absolutely invest in NFTs. Well, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Here we go. So, and we are going to give you a 90,000 foot view of it. And you should do your own homework. Absolutely. So uh, we're not, we don't want any liability on you doing something stupid with an NFT. Hey, George. Yeah. What are NFTs? Okay. So, as I was researching this, I found it was really difficult to find an answer to what should be a simple question. Because whenever you look it up, inevitably it turns into someone wanting to sell you an NFT. So after looking at it, the best way I decided to describe what an NFT is is first the definition of one. NFT stands for non-fungible token. Okay. What does non-fungible mean? Basically, non-fungible means unique. Token is the token. So you kind of, people get this image in their mind of a coin or a token or something like that it's the same as a blockchain token right or well, well, so, well, or or like a bitcoin to- token right well well yes and no so so there here's the two pieces of it the first of all is what tim is ta- the first piece and the most important piece of this is the nft really is a smart contract and so whenever you hear nft think of it as a contract okay you're when people try to sell this stuff they try to make it 
about the asset that the contract is related to. Okay. So there's two pieces. There's the contract and then there's the asset that the contract is, is describing, uh, is describing and giving you the rules of. Okay. Now, why does this matter? Because the contract is built on the blockchain, as Tim was saying, we'll, we'll describe that in a little bit. The blockchain is also what powers cryptocurrency. What this means is it's unique, it's secure, um, it, but it can also be very powerful and very complicated. Or it could be very simple. So what you're buying when you have an NFT is a contract for something. The way it's really being marketed right now is you're buying a contract for some type of ownership of an electronic asset. And that's an exclusive contract, right? It is. Got it. But here's where it gets tricky. So um, let's give an example of an NFT. Uh, I take a picture of Tim on a horse. Okay. How ironic since I went horseback riding this past weekend. So I've got this picture of Tim on a horse. I put it in an NFT marketplace. Now, here's another thing that's very important. NFTs are not regulated at this point. So Tim and I, being the greedy guys we are, we start our own marketplace. Okay? I like this idea. And Tim, you could probably actually start a marketplace, couldn't you? Um, I I probably could, but... I love where you're going with the conversation because not only can we have a marketplace, but others can have a marketplace too. Absolutely. And they do. And they do. These these marketplaces are popping up everywhere. And that, that's a very important um, component to this explanation. Yes. Yes. So, so I've got this picture of Tim on horseback. I, along, I put a bunch of other pictures on there too, but we own the marketplace. So what we do is we put this up on an auction so that people can bid on these pictures. And this is where the token comes in. In the NFT that we're selling, we can specify what you are buying. Now, here's a mistake a lot of people make. They see this picture on the internet of Tim on a horseback, right? And they think, I'm buying that picture. Why wouldn't you want to? It would be a great picture. Well, it it, it gets even better in this explanation. (laughs) Okay. So uh, let's say this guy, uh, this guy likes a picture and he buys a picture. Let's just uh, say this guy's name is Mike. Let's just, so we've got Mike, Tim, and George. Okay. So Mike buys this picture of Tim and he, and he, he buys the NFT. Got now it. M- most NFTs 
for some reason they like using crypto, right? So let's say Mike buys this picture of Tim for 50 bucks. Got it. Here's the part most people don't don't look at. What does the NF what does the what's what's an NFT? It's a contract, right? Yep. I bought that contract for the picture. And this is where most people don't look. What does that contract say? Right. And so does it say, do I own the picture? The contract can say whatever we want it to say. Ah. This is where it gets weird. And so NFTs basically allow you to give ownership to content, but it's unique content. But it's based off of what the contract says. Yes. Got it. And so because of that, and I'll get back to Tim on horseback for for Tim fans and why wouldn't you be very shortly. But there's a lot of people right now that have these marketplaces of just this truly stupid crap. Um, and 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 they're they're buying this stuff because they think it's scarce, or uh, they're buying memes. And they think they own the memes. What they're really buying, in most cases, the contract, the NFT, says you are owning the first original digital copy. It's like a baseball card. Um, uh, a So what you're doing is you're buying a snapshot in time of the content you're buying like a numbered copy ah one of how many depends on what the nft says got it okay so the nba is doing this other places are doing sometimes they only sell one copy but this is where it is all perceived value because you bought that one copy. So let's go back to Tim on horseback. Mike bought the first co digital copy of Tim on horseback. All that means is he has something that has a unique identifier saying this is the first copy. That picture of Tim on horseback is all over the internet because it went viral. And why wouldn't it? Absolutely. That first copy has nothing to do with the copyright or ownership of that picture. But in the NFTs, you know, the people who are in that directory, you're put down into a digital ledger of being the owner or the person who has the rights to that content. No, only to the first, only to the first copy. So you own what the value of that is, is still being determined. Got it. So let's continue on with Tim on horseback. Mike owns a key paid 50 bucks for that first edition, if you will. That baseball card in the case that's never been touched, right? Got it. But it's all over the internet, whatever. <clears throat> because Tim on horseback went viral, Barry's back hair conditioner decides they want to use it in an ad. 
Mike owns the NFT for it, right? But he doesn't own the copyright or he doesn't own the rights to that picture. So Barry's back hair cream has to pay me and Tim, the owners of that picture, to use it. And we can decide how and when it gets used. Okay. Okay. So Mike that bought it for 50 bucks has no rights. He can't, he can't say whether it can or can't be used for Barry's back hair cream, but maybe because it's getting popular, Mike's NFT goes up in value because people are like, Oh, it's a collectible thing. It's all perceived value. Sure. Absolutely. That makes right? sense. Yep. So Mike wanting to cash out says, okay, I am going to sell my NFT of Tim on horseback for $200. Mike is expecting to get $200, but because Mike did not read the NFT, he didn't realize that because Tim and I are greedy bastards, we put a provision in there that said Every single time that NFT was sold, we are going to get 10% of the sale price on every time it's sold. Ah, uh, okay. And this is real. This is out there. I didn't make that up. That is real. A lot of NFTs have that. And because Tim and I own the exchange, that NFT will only trade on our exchange. And so in perpetuity, that means forever, every time that NFT gets sold, Tim and I are going to get 10%. So, I mean... I've heard a lot of people making money off this. There's mm -hmm. been a couple stories in the media. Um, you know, a couple, a person in Asia has made some money by creating his own art, making yes. like a million dollars, hiding it from his parents. I've heard yeah, stories. Yeah. I've heard yeah, stories yeah. about this. Yeah. I, I personally would never hide a million dollars from my parents. Um, Cause you know, obviously I'd be like, oh my God, I made a million dollars, you know? Um, well, well, but, well, but he, so, so it's, it's funny you bring that up. So here's the story. Okay. Yeah. The, Tell me about the, the story. Guy, the guy's name is Sultan Gustav Al Gozali. He's an Indonesian student. And just for fun, he took a picture of himself every day for five years. And beauty is in the eye of the beholder, but he's a very average looking dude. And he, he's not, he's not very expressive so it's kind of an he has expressionless pictures so they start selling them for like two bucks a piece because he he threw them all on on an nft exchange okay and then it went viral and and, and everybody wanted a picture of this guy and now they're going for i think like two thousand bucks a piece he's got five years worth so he's made over a million dollars so is it like people i mean is it like and i'm going to use this uh i'm going to use this uh analogy because i want to come back around <coughs> later on to the perceived value yes uh component of this conversation but is it kind of like collectors and beanie babies back in the 90s they yes. want to collect all the pictures and that's where the 
where the where the two, where the million dollars came from? Yes, but it has to have the tag on it, right? And okay. it, and and if you get the Beanie Baby, that's um, you know the the teddy bear one that they made a million of, that's going to be worth so much money. Sure. But if you get the one that commemorates Michael Jordan, that's a bull that maybe has a number twenty three jersey on that they made five hundred of. That's going to be worth a lot more. Gotcha. Okay. And you never know which one's going to pop. And so right now it's all momentum driven. So that picture I took of Tim on horseback that, that Tim and I are splitting had no perceived value until it went viral. Right. I'm and then, yeah. and then after you became the spokesman for Barry's back hair cream. It became even more valuable. This is going to be a thing, isn't it? This is going I think to be it a, is. Yeah, this is going to be a thing. No, I'm talking about <laughs> my back hair. That's what I'm yeah, talking about. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, both of us, right? I mean, we're Italian. That's right. the way it goes. Right. So, um, but um, after, so as the bidding goes up, as that, as the picture of Tim on horseback gets traded over and over and over again, because people are greedy and they, what they try to do in the market is try to make it seem like it's a valuable commodity. Sure. And so they keep on bidding the price up and up and up more hype. Right. So now it's, it's now it's speculative as well as it, it is. And it's also perceived value, just like a beanie baby. Yes. And the beauty of it is, we get 10% every single time that NFT trades hands. Got it. Okay. Now, at some point, the music stops and there's one person without a chair, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. As there most of, often always are. There always is. Yeah. And so at some point, either the people that are interested in the, the subject matter of that NFT wanes or get old or falls out of favor or whatever um that nft could go to zero right but all these speculators right now are trying to create markets they're right. trying to create exchanges because they see it as a gold rush so there's two things at play here Number one, there's going to be the inevitable crash when people look at this and go, that's an ugly drawing that for some reason got popular and I don't even own the rights to it. I can't do anything with it. It's like a trading card. Right. Right. So inevitably, it's going to shoot up sky high as these things happen. There's a bubble and then it's going to pop. Right. And then people are going to go, oh, NFTs suck. Well, again, the way NFTs are being marketed and used now, you're not wrong. But NFTs will rule your life in very short order. Because again, what is an NFT? It's a contract, right? Right. It's a it's a digital contract. It's which, a digital contract and it's a unique secure contract. Right. That can that can be used in other mediums as well. So it's not Yes. Yeah, and 
that's and, the second probably and, or third part of this conversation. Yes. So because there's a gold rush and there's a lot of greed and all this other nonsense, you're going to see counterfeit NFTs. And what I mean by that is people are going to take images that they really don't own and create NFTs for and people are going to buy into them. Um, and, and they're going to, people are just going to get ripped off because they're being, they're not doing their homework. They're not understanding that the NFT is a contract and they're just and paying in crypto. So once you pay in crypto, that's gone, baby. Right. 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 There's no, there's You're no, not gonna get that back. Right. Exactly. Right. So buyer beware caveat emptor, baby. <laughs> right. Absolutely. So, and so that's why some people are thinking, ah, NFTs are garbage or crap. They're going to go away. The garbage NFTs are going to go away. But as we were talking about before, you can place whatever you want in the NFTs. You could place ownership. You could place copyright. You could do whatever you want with NFTs. All right. So let me let me ask a question real quick. Yeah. We have the background. We've got a good understanding at this point of what an NFT is. Mm -hmm. Talk to me about the people who would be running the directories. Like, um, what if it's Joe Schmo down the street versus mm -hmm. Christie's auction house? Okay. Right? So, so that's a great question. Again, I'm totally speculating because nothing has been defined. Right. Ultimately, what's going to happen is people are going to get burned there's going to be a ton of lawsuits. There's going to be an entirely new study of law for NFTs. So what's going to be valuable? In my opinion, and I don't know if it exists or not, the NBA is in on it very, very early. So you can, you can get video clips of uh, Zach Levine making a dunk. Sure. Right? And I, and I own the NFT for that don't know it's, it's a trading card it's like it's like a michael jordan card right right um and that's going to be the new thing because you get to carry around in your wallet and you're like well what am i going to do with it people are getting digital frames and showing their nfts <laughs> sure that makes sense all right okay so which ones are going to be which ones are going to stay which ones are going to go my opinion if anyone's ever been to disney world you can go to the gift shop and buy numbered frames on glass of of the actual art of one frame of a cartoon oh the cells yeah the cells the cells are, yeah, yeah the cells mm -hmm. i think perfect use for the way the trading nfts are right now would be a disney would be marvel would be something like that right where the studio can guarantee it they're they keep on getting their little their little piece every time it gets sold they can make it um valuable now what hasn't been talked about and i don't know if you can what disney's do does with those cells i think they number them like maybe one to however many right yeah i believe so, you're right I, yeah i think that's right so number one is going to be more valuable than number 1000 but you know you bring up a good point and i, I think another good um group of people um, an interesting group of people, Comic-Con. Um, yes. You know, yes. the comic book industry, you know, art sells. There's a lot of, if you've ever been to um, either Comic-Con in San Diego or C2E2 in Chicago or, you know, any of the big shows, um, and I'm, if I'm excluding a show, you know, don't kill me. I'm just 
coming <laughs> coming up with them off the top of my head. Um, you know, you also have an entire art area where the actual artists are sitting there and they're selling their art. And that might actually be a very good way for those artists um, to, you know, uh, get the word out, get the new art out, um, show off the yeah. work and, and, you know, protect their IP, uh, the intellectual yeah. property as well. Be- because the artist would throw something into that initial NFT and say, look, uh, of that 10%, I want 3%. You know what I'm saying? For sure. And so, and, and this is where it gets a little cloudy. We're, we're talking about NFTs as collectibles for, for individual electronic um, art or whatever, mm-hmm. right? So what NFTs will morph into, the deed of your house, and they're already talking about this, the deed of your house will be an NFT at some point. Well, if anybody's ever been through the process of buying a house and going through the mortgage process, I hope they make it easier. Well, yeah, but here's the thing, Tim. Right now, there's a huge, huge problem of mortgage deed fraud or of, of, of uh, deed fraud. Yeah. Where people go in and they change a the name on the deed. And a lot of times people get kicked out of their own house because some jag off forged the deed and filed it with the county. And the county's too stupid to know the difference. Well, if you have an NFT, they can't do that. Yeah. And that's, that's so true. You, you, um, when you go through a mortgage process, you see with all kinds of, with lenders, with every group uh, of people or a group of with every organization you work with to get that mortgage there's always a security concern there's always a make sure you know who you're talking to make sure you know what bank account you're sending money to so technology like this it really makes sense to me i'm glad to see that they're trying to put some type of framework in place to actually make something move and work a little bit smoother right yes and and so that's one of the benefits of this. It's mm-hmm. a unique thing. It's going to be secure as long as you don't lose your wallet. And so these are all things that are going to, you're going to need lawyers for this stuff. So lawyers are going to be in NFT lawyers are going to be very, very valuable people in your lives, but it's going to be for everything. It's going to be for all kinds of contracts. Now here's where some fun NFTs will come into play. So let's say, um the the ces show okay you got your badge okay and they had elect electronic badges right uh well they had physical badges but they had images of your picture on there and then yeah i mean there was some digital components to the physical badge for sure okay so what's going to happen is anytime you have any kind of ticket so let's say it's a concert or the CES show, and let's say CES every year decides to get a different digital artist to do their badges. Sure. Your ticket, when you buy a ticket, it is going to have your number to say to uniquely identify you. Mm, I see. Okay. So why does that matter? Because an unused ticket stub... Can be a lot of money. 
to Michael Jordan's first game sold for something like a half million dollars we're recently. Starting to, yeah, we're starting to see that in the news now where, you know, unused ticket stubs for even MLB going back, you know, to the 80s. Big money. And people are buying these unused tickets. They're framing these unused tickets. If, you know, the players or player is still alive that they're interested in, you know, I mean, or I mean, say it's still alive. We're looking at older tickets, right? Yeah, Some going yeah. back to the seventies and sixties, right? Um, well, they'll try it, to get it. it how can, they'll try how to, can you tell if they're real? Yeah. Right. But they'll, they'll try to get a accompanied, uh, you know, autograph with it. And these things will sell for big money. So it makes sense that they would want a digital equivalent of that. Right. And so, and then these are going to be much, much harder to forge because it's on the blockchain. And oh, you went to see him at uh, at the United Center. Well, does it have the unique mark from the United Center? <laughs> right. <laughs> you, so you know, is, is this is this also can this also apply to, you know, today we've got, you know, in in short supply, you know, in in some markets still. Barnes and Nobles and, you know, bookstores, mm -hmm. which I love going into bookstores. I love going into bookstores. I love looking around. I love filling the books. I love smelling the books. But a lot of times and, and in many places, that's going away. Is mm -hmm. this is this a way for possibly publishers to say, you know, hey, I'm going to I'm going to write a new book. I'm going to do memoirs. I'm going to do something. And I want to call this my first edition. Absolutely. OK. And they could hold on to it. And if the book gets popular, then they can sell the NFT. And then because it's a contract, they could possibly even have different fields on there that are basically a digital signature. So not only do you have a first edition, you have a first edition signed. Got it. Now, who you said nobody's regulating this, and I'm going to go no. down the regulation path. Yep. You know, I mean... Uh, like, is it going to look like, hey, um, I'm Major League Baseball, so I'm going to regulate my own. Hey, I'm Disney. I'm going to regulate Donald Duck and, and Mickey Mouse. Uh, or is there going to be a, you know, a larger consortium or a higher? I mean, do you envision that or do you envision it being managed by the entity that owns the IP? So, um. That has yet to be seen, but I would imagine at first companies are going to try to do it and do it poorly because that's not what they do. <laughs> and you've seen, Tim, there's a lot of big company IT departments that are good at running, you know, enterprise software, but kind of suck at other technology. Right. So my thought is they're going to try it. They're going to fail miserably. And then there's going to be, there's going to emerge either one or several large players that will handle the blockchain and will create different instances of the blockchain for each individual customer. Interesting. That's my thought. Yeah, that makes sense. And for the companies that, let's just be honest, for the media companies that are accustomed to managing their own intellectual properties the disney's the time warners the warner brothers the paramount pictures those big companies and and the the numbers countless you know i mean globally 
um, they'll they'll still be able to manage theirs. But you're saying there might be companies to help smaller organizations manage theirs, or even the bigger ones. Okay, they can they can manage their content. But let's say after a lot of lawsuits and things shake out a little bit, a company like Amazon or IBM that already has big blockchain organization, you know, uh, foundations in place. I could see them partnering with, with some of these really big media companies and handling the infrastructure, branding it as Disney or Marvel or whatever, but, you know, let the nerds do the, do the nerdy stuff. Well, I'm, I'm about to go down a really nerdy path. So, so let, let me ask you this then. So mm-hmm. I'm envisioning a world now where, and I'm kind of taking in our last couple of podcasts and can mm-hmm. kind of combining them into this question. So what you're, or, or question slash statement, what you're telling me is in the not so distant future, once we build the metaverse and I can go in virtually to my universe or my metaverse and I want to pick my avatar out so other people can identify me. I can go to organizations, presumably like the Smithsonian or like Disney, and pick out a unique avatar for myself that no one else should have. I could pay for that, and that would be part of my unique identity in the metaverse. That's one aspect of what um, what NF what, what what this technology could look like. Yeah, but it's even more exciting. Okay. Because what some people are talking about doing is we're using brand names, but who cares, right? <laughs> so let's well, say you kind, of, you kind of have to, right? I mean, right. So, so let's say you go, you, Tim, to buy, to get an avatar, you buy, uh, who's your favorite Marvel guy? Uh, let's, let's say um, Iron Man. Okay. So you buy, uh, because our podcast is so wildly successful, we have ridiculous money to spend otherwise we're going to get taxed on it you buy the very first edition iron man nft got it and you buy it through marvel disney whatever whatever that organization is that's that's issuing it so you own that got it now because you own that the nft may say hey tim if you ever want to go to a disney park you show them your NFT and you automatically get a 25% discount on everything in the park. Mm. And they're doing that. Mm. Okay. So let's say they, um, because they can identify unique uniquely. Yeah. And there's a barcode or whatever, whatever they're going to use QR, well, code, whatever, in, whatever they're going to do to identify you. It's in the, it's unique. in the blockchain. It's part of the blockchain. It, yeah. It's in the blockchain. Yeah. So you, you're not going to fake it. Um, and so companies are doing that where they're issuing NFTs for whatever. And let's say it's, uh, it's a fast food thing and, and they have a free NFT when you buy a burrito, who knows, whatever. Um, well, so wait a minute. So what you're saying is, is that if the, using my example, I'm going to expand mm-hmm. on that for a second. Yep. If the metaverse is going to be a group of different virtual worlds, you can have a group of NFTs to show um, c- 
kind of like a association to a world, almost like a citizenship to a country. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. And so let's say that using your example, you're Iron Man, Mm -hmm. right? You've got that NFT for Iron Man. And once the metaverse, and if you haven't heard it and listened, I think it, it, it's uh, either episode two or three. Uh, um, as you go across the metaverse, so let's say you go to the Apple metaverse, and then you go into the Facebook metaverse, and then you go into the Google metaverse, you could maintain the same person because they may have a relationship with Marvel Disney and so they know who you are. Interesting. Interesting. So, and all this is based because it's a contract. And so what it really is, the picture of Iron Man, this contract describes what you own. Now, someone could get a picture of Iron Man and pay one-tenth of what you did, Tim, but it doesn't give them any rights. They don't get the 25% off at the parks. They don't, they can't carry that. They can't put that picture on their avatar on on all these different metaverse sites. So the contract says what you own. And that's what people don't understand. When they, uh, there was just one that sold of a Pop-Tart cat, some dumb (laughs) video. What? It's it's like, uh, it's an animated pop tart with a cat head on it oh i did hear about this yes it's yes. just absolutely silly it sold for like sixty four thousand dollars so was it silly oh it, it i i think it helps it's sixty four thousand dollars worth of silliness apparently well it is and who knows that may be worth a lot more someday it's the perceived value but if you don't understand what the NFT is giving you, then you don't understand what you can do with that image. Right. And a lot of times, um, going back to our Beanie Baby uh, analogy, there were a lot of fake Beanie Babies that came in from other countries, right? Yes. Um, yes. And, you know, what they were missing in many cases were the little, um, were the little tie uh, emblems that attach to Beanie Babies that yes. could be looked at as the unique, you know, um, the unique uh, attribute to the NFT. So if you grab one and you look at it, it doesn't look quite right. You know, you go back to the blockchain, you validate it, and it says, "Nope, this is not it." You know, it's not worth anything, and you go on your merry way. That's what you're. That's essentially what you're saying. Right, and right now you really, really need to be careful. Because it is unregulated. Got it. Right. So I could go on the internet right now, find a picture of some animated character that's definitely protected by copyright. I could go on an exchange, maybe one that isn't, that's new or isn't really looking at what's passing through. I could sell that character that's not mine. As an NFT, I get paid in crypto, I'm gone. And then that when that person holds on to it or tries to sell it, at some point, the owner of that 
cartoon character is going to slap him with a lawsuit saying you don't own this right and they're going to look at the nft and say this is not approved by our studio this is a counterfeit Mm. so that's why it's um right now there's there's some people that are really diving into this head first and having people just draw stuff and uh i mean it's really if you look at some of these they're just they're they're so stupid but what i think what happens what's happening is they're creating these um environments so that a bunch of like-minded people raise the value of it sure because they live in that world that right makes sense. yeah um and it's kind of like practice but the problem is is they're paying real money <laughs> yeah that is the problem isn't it it is so not my um, money so the the nft as a structure is going to be part of your everyday life shortly so nfts are going to uh are going to grow and they're going to be used and they're going to they're they're just going to continue to evolve so that they're part of everyday life and going to um in in one respect um dominate your behavior they're, they're going to rule your behavior because these are all contracts but will it will it rule your behavior will it rule the behavior of somebody or will it kind of exist in the background and be a part of the technology that we consume just to validate the things that we buy and to help us move along with our daily lives i guess that's the question that i have so here, here's why I think it's going to be a huge part of, um, uh, of how we behave. Nobody reads any of the terms and conditions. Nobody reads any of the agreements that they, that they have to do when they're signing up for things, right? Sure. If I'm unscrupulous, mm-hmm. I have this NFT... Tim, I'm going to give you, uh, I'm going to take, uh, or I'm going to give out pictures of Tim on horseback as an NFT. I'm going to number them. And um, after it's worth a lot, I'm going to give them away for free. In that contract, it's going to have something in it that's going to benefit me greatly, not benefit the person that accepts the NFT but it's a contract. Yeah. You know, so Hmm. that's going to happen. And then because people, you saw it happen with crypto. Mm -hmm. People are going to artificially inflate flock to it. They're going to flock to it. And the flocking to it uh, gets the perceived will raise the perceived value and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. The perception, so, like maybe someone <laughs> jumping onto, I don't know, Saturday Night Live and <laughs> yeah. saying, yeah. hey, you know, I might do something. And then driving the cost up of a specific, you know, um, yeah. cryptocurrency. Sure. Yeah. Yes. And that's all perception. Yeah. And so here's, here's, I'm not saying that that happened. 
it did. Um, but, but um, so I, I was just having a talk with somebody about this yesterday. Mm-hmm. And they were saying, I don't get it. I don't think it'll ever work. I don't see how this and, and, and even cryptocurrency, there's no value. I don't see the value of it. There's nothing behind it. Okay, but my question <coughs> is, and here, or maybe a statement, and that's um, that's no different than currency from the United States government. That's exactly right, and okay. that, that's and that, and that's and that's that was my response. Okay, because, and um, I, I think we should explain I, that. Yes. Yeah. So, back in the day, in Fort Knox. For every paper dollar, there was a dollar's worth of gold in the U.S. Treasury. The gold standard. The gold standard. And then I believe it went to the silver standard. Silver notes. Dollar bills with... with Silver uh, certificates. Silver certificates, exactly. So you could go into a bank prior to 1971 with a $10 bill and they give you 10 silver U.S. dollars. Okay, I'm gonna take your, I'm gonna take your, uh, your, uh, uh, what do you call it? I'm gonna, I'm gonna defer to you on that. I'm, I wasn't that, around that, during 1971. <laughs> well, 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 yeah, I, I was, uh, I, I was very, uh, I, I was not dabbling in in finance in 1971. I'm sure you were not. Um, but, but no, it sounds right to me. Here's why 1971 is important. Okay, President Nixon decoupled the u.s dollar from any backing metal got it so the u.s dollar is perceived value the full faith of the u.s government that's it yep and so you've heard of a lot of these you know, you hear, oh, my God, the government's just printing money. Yes, they are. They're literally printing money. And also, there's a lot of counterfeit bills that come into the U.S. economy every year. Yeah, but like like, like what we're talking about, our money, our currency has watermarks on them. They've got unique ways of identifying real money from counterfeit money. They do, but you can't walk into a bank and say, I want $20 of gold for my $20 bill. No, you can't do that. That so, would be awesome. That would be, but there's nothing behind it. So anyone, and this I, I had to get my head around. Is the U.S. dollar any more real than cryptocurrency or an NFT, the value of an NFT? Because, you know, uh, countries like the United Kingdom, the United States, Canada, Japan, because they have so much net worth and they control markets and whatnot, I would say, yes, they are. But it's not as tangible as we all le- would like to think that it would be. Yes. And why is the U.S. dollar accepted everywhere? And this is a show for another time. Because the U.S. dollar is the standard currency in which they trade petroleum in. Well... At least uh, as of the recording, the time that we recorded the show. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. And if you heard our, our, our talk on electric vehicles, that's another. Mm. I recommend that one too. Right. Uh, but 
so there there's a lot of its perceived value a lot of it is silly what we're seeing because a lot of these markets are now electronic people move quickly and also move very irresponsibly into into these assets yeah and you know these traditional markets they're not going to be willing to to release control you know a lot of you know why they're so powerful is because they they own the control and uh you know allowing something like a, a, a digital market to take a segment of the market over you know um that's mm-hmm. why bitcoin has had such a hard time penetrating you know the the standard or the ethos because you know um it, they're not publicly or at least until recently they weren't considered real currency that can be traded on real markets that's starting to change yeah a lot of companies are taking bitcoin or, or some other kind of crypto now i mean the uh, the government of the ukraine is taking it right now aren't they yeah be- yes because of, of all the turmoil so yeah this is definitely dating this podcast that's fine but just no, and it is because that's going to be the fun part of listening back to this. Um, just today, the U.S. government said that they are cracking down and going to put things in place to regulate crypto. And they're saying it under the guise of trying to pinch the Russian government that's also using crypto for oil payments. But once something gets clamped down on and controlled and then taxed, it never goes back. And that was one of the promises of, uh, of cryptocurrency was the anonymity right. of the transaction, right. for better it, or for worse. For better and worse. And that, that the ability to hide behind cryptocurrency um, is how they fear the Russian government will circumvent the sanctions. Right. And so they're cracking down on it, but that's also one of the allures of crypto. It is. And so as that's getting more regulated, uh, you know, so, but. A conversation for another time. It is a conversation for another time, but it's, it's an asset, just like an NFT is a contract for an asset. And right now the assets are silly, but in the very near future, the assets behind an NFT will not be Tim on horseback. It will be for uh, warehouses and medical uh, records, medical records. Yeah, absolutely. Medical records and buildings and um, you name it. So if 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 you gain anything out of this nfts are not pop tart cats nfts are the contracts that describe an asset i like it where where is this all going at the end of the day where is this going to be in a year we we it wasn't here a year ago where is this going to be in a year where is it going to be in 5 years do you think i think nfts will become the de facto way of buying anything from the smallest 
um, from the smallest event that you can go to, uh, the concert from a concert to uh, maybe even a school play, all the way to um, paying a million dollars to go up in a rocket. Sure. And and any kind of legal document, even maybe birth certificates. Oh, well, wow, yeah, that's that's a great point. And, uh, you know, when when you get the golden ticket to go up in the rocket ship, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. They um, my question is, with regards to the NFT, is it going to be something where is it going to be part of the digital stack? Right. Like Bitcoin will be the currency and NFTs will be the validation of the actual transaction. See, that's that's the Wild West part that is going to you've got the pretenders right now Mm -hmm. and they're not necessarily pretenders but they are the early adopters they're the ones that are out there taking all the arrows they're making all the mistakes and like we talked about um with microsoft microsoft's never the first one to go in and neither is apple right so what they're going to do is they're going to let all this stuff, it may take five years, 10 years for all these companies to make all these mistakes. And one of them is one or two of them is really going to stand out. They're going to get bought out by one of these big guys. And then they're going to try to do what, what is happening in the metaverse. Someone is going to try to become the standard. Yeah. And they're the ones that are, and, and maybe, you know, there are pockets like there are today. There are certain companies that only do uh, the deeds to the house. Right. Right. And certain companies only do uh, certain kind of contracts. So your will may be an NFT. Who knows? And so there may be pockets of these leaders in NFTs, but there's going to be a lot of, there's going to be a lot of distrust and a lot of people getting burned and a lot of mistakes made. And I really believe like a lot of things, there's going to be a lot of court battles and eventually they're going to come up with something that works. All right. So that's my thought. And no, and I I appreciate that. I I guess my, wow, we're coming up uh, pretty quick here. I can't believe we've already (laughs) talked about this for so long. My, my, my question, (laughs) or maybe my, one of my last questions is, you know, is this, is this something where, Hey, NFT is big right now right the the whole idea of nfts are big but like in media formats in the past where it's been hey you know copyright encryption for cds and music breaking you know bringing in mp3s and companies like napster and whatnot putting mp3s out into the public space and illegally sharing that type of music do you think that nfs you know the the this technology um, will be kind of mainstreamed and it will just kind of sit in the background and yeah, sure. It will be there, but you know, and it will definitely be part of everything, but it won't be, you know, so in your face. Yeah, I do. And, and I, and Tim, I think you bring up an awesome point because right now, and I, I have to catch myself from doing it myself when I think about it. NFTs are not one thing right now. There's not one type of NFT there. You know, we want to think of it as, oh, it's a, 
put a brand name out there, NFT, or NFTs are all the same. Right. NFTs almost are a concept right now. Right. Okay. And that's what I got to keep on going back to. They're a unique contract. They're 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 a um, they're a means to an end. The, yes, they're a tool, and it hasn't been defined. They've they've been around for what a year or two. I think that's right. Yeah, maybe possibly longer, but no one knew what the hell they were. But it's it's a concept built off a of technology. The technology is definitely going to change, but the concept of a smart unique contract is what nfts are and that that's what's gonna that's what's gonna uh survive yeah that makes sense that's good stuff yeah yeah so when you look it up you're gonna someone's gonna try to sell you something just realize it's a contract and if you're not offered to see what the contract is you're probably just buying you know baseball cards okay all right. All right. Thank you for the explanation. Yeah. And again, do not use our advice to either invest or not invest. Do your homework. We're just a couple of knuckleheads learning this along with you. Yeah, for sure. I've learned something today. I, I've learned something. Try, I've tried to. Let's see if it's worth a shit. <laughs> no, I think it's. I think it will be. I think it's good stuff. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good. Good. Well, um, Oi, I'm 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 talked out, believe oh, it or not, and that's saying something. Really, that never happens. Usually, oh he's the chatty Kathy. Oh. Well, let's just oh. take the next hour of this podcast so I can say something. How about that? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm pretty talked out too. I'm pretty talked out as well. So, no, that was good though. I I appreciate that. You know, um, for if it's necessary, we will come back around. Because the technology will emerge, it will change. There will be things that uh, obviously, um, you know, get updated within the market. And hey, we'll um, we'll probably do a follow up to this podcast down the road, and it'll be interesting to see, you know, where it goes and you know um, how we use it, how we consume. Yeah, it. yeah, y- yeah. And be on the lookout for Tim on a horse, and please support our sponsor, Barry's Back Hair Conditioner. Yeah, this this podcast needed to end two minutes ago. (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you. All right. Thank you.